This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. Rolling, rolling, rolling. We are rolling and ready to go. Jerry and Al with you. What do you say we do a Monday podcast? And uh, we touched on a lot of things today. It was actually quite the show. We did a lot more golf today than I ever anticipated we would. I knew, I knew Boomer would be into it. I was surprised Craig really uh, was up watching it last night. So pretty cool. Uh, U.S. Open stuff. That's good. Also, um, it took me a while to get to it just because of the way the show went, Al, but I did get to the old-timer stuff with Mel Stottlemyre uh, from Yankee Stadium, which was really touching and emotional, but a lot of other good stuff in that, too. Um, I like watching Paul O'Neill take batting practice, hitting home runs, and everyone, like, these guys get older, and yet they can still... I don't know, how old is Paul O'Neill at this point? He's got to be in his late 40s, right? Yes. And he's still hitting the ball 330 feet. You're a strong guy. You're in shape. You may be 45. You can't hit a ball 340, can you? No, but you could see it even like when uh, before our softball game, I was playing catch with Boomer just to loosen the sure. arm up. And and it felt like he was going to break my glove. Like that's how hard mm. he was throwing the salt. They just have, a, it's just a smoother uh fluid motion among athletes no matter what they're doing it's the it's like the guys we played softball against the other yes. night every ball they hit was higher farther and harder than yes. anything most of us hit the thing that's kind of weird about old timers day and watching it is the feeling of it's another one of those things where you makes you you feel old agreed because it, it, there's this progression of uh, ball players we, you know they were the guys that you were watching as a kid and then it's like, then they retire, then they become managers, then they become old timers, then they pass away. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, wow, you just got to I'm death. old, yeah. Okay. Uh, the only thing I would say, though, is I I don't know. I don't feel, I feel, it feels weird to me seeing Paul O'Neill in an old timer's day. Right, him and Willie Randolph. But, I don't, but like, I don't even think, Willie, I can get a little more than, than O'Neill. O'Neill, I feel like he just finished playing. Like when, like if I saw Derek Jeter in an old timer's day, and you know it'll happen in the next few years. Is he really an old-timer? No. He's a retired player right. who's still in his prime of life. I think of old-timers day, and I don't know why. I still think of, you know, Mantle and Berra yes. and Rizzuto. I don't think guys in their 40s as old-timers. Right. Like for the Mets, Tom Seaver would be old-timers yes. day, not Ron Darling. Correct. Yeah. Well, I don't see. I wouldn't think of see, Ron Darling, Darling Keith Hernandez. Those '86 Mets are will always be youthful to me. Uh, I guess so, but I get that more than let's say if. Um, Edgardo Alfonso. To me, that's not an old-timer. I could certainly see Rafael Santana. Okay, old-timer at this point. Mid-80s, I see what you're saying. To me, I think mid-80s, those guys, I was a kid in the 80s. So to me, 
they were older. And the, I was I was twelve when they won the when they won the World Series. Right. So all right, Keith Hernandez to me is an older guy. Go play in the old timers day. Uh, the whole thing's funny. I, I've never gone to one. I don't know if you have. I've not. But they like set aside. They did Saturday. I came across it. Four thirty. They had the pregame on and they were showing warm ups and everything. And the game wasn't until seven or seven thirty. So. Like, it's a big deal. I, I was actually impressed how many people are in the stadium watching that. And, again, you had the Stottlemyre thing, which was just, you know, heart-wrenching. So there was a lot to it, and Kay and Sterling were on the way, you know, doing the PA and everything. But I, I'd like to go to one one time. Yeah. I just don't know. Do the Mets do that sort of thing or no? You know, I don't know that they do. I feel like it's only the Yankees. I know the Tigers do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who goes, but I know the Tigers do it. I guess Alan Trammell. Lou Whitaker, maybe? I don't know. And what's weird nowadays, with uh, the way baseball and all sports are now, when you switch teams constantly, you, it's going to get to a point where you can't even do it. Because when are you going to do an old-timer for a guy who was there like for two years? Two years? Right. We're going to have a John Olerud at Mets Old-Timers Day? I mean, yeah, it's nice like player when that, for a few years. He's not a Met, though. Right. It's, it's like when the Yankees uh, roll out one of their uh, Yankee old-timer softball teams. And it's got guys that are like... Yeah, sure. Well, we're looking you at know. you played with them when? Yeah. Oh, for two years? Right. Great. We played against Graham McDowell, I believe, right? Yeah. He was, he won a World Series, and he was certainly into it. But, again, you think Yankees, you're thinking Jeter. Yeah, give me Reggie Jackson. That's fine, too. And it also goes to the point, too, and then move on to your next one, the Hall of Fame. I, one thing I do not and will not ever understand is why they dictate these guys going with one team, whereas in this day and age, you should have a special hat made up that displays every team you played for. You're, you're your own entity now. You know, you're Daryl Strawberry. You played for four different teams, the Giants, the Dodgers, Mets, and Yankees. All four, not that he's going to the Hall, but you get my point. Yeah, put the logos up I don't there. understand. Make it a plaque with logos. Yeah. Jerry, speaking of old-timers, watch what I do here. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was uh, interviewed huh. in Billboard magazine. This I don't believe. This I think he's lying. In an interview with Billboard, uh, Eddie Van Halen says he's never heard Guns N' Roses, Radiohead, or Metallica. Don't believe that. He knows one Ozzy Osbourne song, and it's because Randy Rhodes was the guitarist on it. Crazy Train. Don't believe that. I don't believe that either. There's no chance. The guy asked him, well, what do you listen to in your car? He said, the motor. I listen to the motor humming. Now, I do drive in silence a lot. (laughs) You do, which is absolutely amazing. A lot. Why? Because nothing, you never just have days. No. Like, I'll have days. All right, like, as a good good example, I'll have days that I will get in the car and I will listen to Tony Page or even Melusis on a Sunday night or a, or a Monday morning or a Friday morning, and I'll listen to the whole way, and I don't think anything of it, and I'm into it, and blah, 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 blah. I turn it on today, and I'm hearing, like, draft talk. I'm like, I'm not interested. Right. And it's not the host. I'm just not interested in the topic. In the hot topic of the day. Right. So I went to Red Eye Radio. I was into that today. What is that? It's on 770. It's um, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's political talk. Oh, I awful. like them. I hate politics. But I can't listen to them every day, but I listen to them. There are some days I go to the satellite. I'm listening to Lithium, or I'll listen to the Hitch Channel. There are other days I listen to 101.1. There are other days I flick around. I'm like, I'm not interested in any of this. And I'll listen inside. When I have a lot on my mind, I will drive home with nothing on. Hmm. And you're thinking that whole time? Uh, yeah, or I'm just kind of spaced out, or I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I, I drive in silence a lot. That having been said, the idea that he always drives in silence as someone that does it is a bunch of crap, because it, it does get boring after a yeah. while. Yeah, and there's no way he's never heard of these bands. 
Oh, I agree. Well, no, never heard no, of them or heard of doesn't know any of their music. I see that's There's no you way. You tell me he doesn't Come know on. what Welcome to the Jungle is. Right. He doesn't know what uh, Master of Puppets is. Enter Sandman. Enter I mean, Sandman, Jerry. He's never been to a Yankee? I mean, maybe yeah. he's never been to a Yankee game. I guess that's possible. But he's always been kind of a tool at even Has he? Yeah. Now, he was married to Valerie Bertinelli, yeah. right? And that didn't go well. Well, they were married a long For a time. While. Long time. But For Hollywood, they... Jerry, that that's good. I think they're on very friendly terms now. Oh, they are. I yeah. like her. He was a bad guy, I think, when he was a drinker, this Eddie Van Halen. It's amazing how many of those guys really... Yeah, but he's all Oof. cleaned up now. Oh, good for him. Is he still playing? With yeah, the... they I don't still even tour. Know. They still tour. Now, who is David they Lee Roth back with, with them? They tour with David Lee Roth. And so... he made the argument that the, 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 audience wants, the audience sees Van Halen as David Lee Roth, so that's what they'll tour as. He's currently... The Van Halens are either fighting with David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. Of course. And then they'll tour with the other one. That's interesting. They've been fighting with Sammy Hagar for a very long time. Hmm. So right now they're saying, well, the real Van Halen is David Lee Roth, which I would agree. It's the original. But Sammy Hagar makes a great point. They had they sold equal amount of records as w- what they would call Van Hagar back mm-hmm. in those days. Yeah. I love. I, I've always told you this. I like him better with Hagar than he did David Lee Roth. And Hagar is in the news recently. He's saying that Van ha- the Van Halen boys are threatening to sue him if he goes out on tour and plays the Sammy Hagar Van Halen song. Sue them for what? Though? Exactly. Because if you and I get a cover band together, we could go out on Correct. tour and play Van Halen records. You're not recording anything, right? Now, I guess if he had these concerts recorded and sold, different. Yeah, you're doing a concert, live concert. You right. can do whatever you want. Plus, Hagar is the one who would write the lyrics. I didn't like, know that. Like, David Lee Roth writes the lyrics, Hagar writes the lyrics, and then the Van uh, Eddie uh, comes up with the music. So really, what do these Van Halens really bring to the table? Instrumental no, stuff. No, I'm kidding. Exactly, <laughs> Jerry. Joking, right, you got to jump. A rhythm section. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I to me, it's one band I've always wanted to see. I've never wanted to see David Lee Roth. I was never interested. You know, I don't know why. I just didn't like his sound, and I know people think I am crazy, for, but whatever. You like what you like. The Hagar stuff. I mean, the they, 5150, OU812, I mean, all these albums were, trem- I thought right. they were tremendous albums. And I, they were. when I went to Cabo, you know, I, Cabo Wobble. I'm not going to say I specifically went there to go to Cabo Wobble, but when we got there, one of the first thing I said to the guy at the hotel, I'm like, where is Cabo Wobble? I got to go this week. And we went there and had a blast. And ironically enough, or interestingly enough, if that's the right word, um, we were there from like a Saturday to Saturday. And, of course, there was this whole to-do. He was playing in his own bar on that Sunday when we were leaving. Yes. I tried to get my wife to stay, but we didn't. You know, he makes a ton of cash now on that tequila. Tequila, yeah. yeah. It's really good, too, as mm. someone that likes tequila. You're a tequila guy? I do like Straight tequila? tequila? Uh, no, not straight tequila, but I like, I love margaritas. Um, and See? I what's well, go ahead. I always wonder, is a margarita a girl drink? I don't care. I go rocks, no salt. As opposed to the big fish bowl with the yeah. salt around the rim. And then <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. Rocks, no salt in a regular glass. That's a, it's a drink. And like at home, like yesterday, after we left my parents' house, went home in the evening, sat down, watched some golf, a little lemonade, tequila, like a like a quick poor man's margarita. Mm. Tremendous. Really good. No, you're looking at me funny. Oh, I, I just... Oh. Pondering <laughs> the time. We Ponderous. got time. We got two more topics to talk Ponderous. about. All right, let's move on back to some uh, sports to get away from the music. Um, so you saw what happened, obviously, with A-Rod the other night. The 3,000 hit was a home run. Justin Verlander gives it up, and you had the conversation about grooving the ball. And we've had this discussion many times over 
Um, it happened, I guess, with David Price and Derek Jeter, blah, 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 blah. The unwritten rules of baseball. Do you do that? Don't you do that? You also had the no-hitter with Max Scherzer over the weekend. Should have been a perfect game, but Jose Tabata gets hit on the left elbow, which, let's be honest, I mean, he ducks into that ball. And I don't want to say it's hit on purpose, but he got hit on purpose. To me, by the way, that's worse than a guy bunting down 5 nothing in a no-hit situation in the ninth inning, which we always talk about. That's quote-unquote douchey. So all these stupid things, I, I, well, I don't care. I really don't care. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, it was definitely douchey to get hit in the elbow, especially if you have an elbow protector on. But, yeah. but why would uh, Verlander groove a ball in a real game? Why would you want to go down as a pitcher down one nothing? Uh, you wouldn't. I don't I don't know That's why, why these I'm not guys buying do it. That. I don't know why these guys do it unless they just want to make themselves part of the story. Think about it. Every time we see now, you know, the three thousandth hit, or they're gonna lump the Jeter one with the A Rod in all together, you're gonna see Justin Verlander all the time. But I don't Sh- know. Scherzer I don't know. throws the ball over the plate. I don't know the answer to it. They I really act don't. Like, uh, the people who say groove did act like he never throws the ball anywhere near the plate. I don't well well, because he got the dead middle part of the plate and maybe he took it was a flat fastball, which and you know these guys. You I give watch, these guys in batting practice, they hit a million home runs. I watched Matt Harvey pitch this weekend. 90% of his pitches are fastballs right over the plate. Correct, but they're moving. And you know that. Please tell me you know I that. don't know that always, Yes, Jerry. you do know that. Well, I they mean, all are moving. You played, but they're not straight. You know, there's there's not a but pitcher in But if you're expecting it league... to move and you throw it straight, that'll fool you. I guess it could, yes. Totally. You know, there's a reason Greg Maddox was so damn good. He threw 88 miles an hour. Why was he good? Because he had movement, movement. on his pitch, and he, he he danced around the corners, and he certainly, listen, he got the benefit of the doubt in a lot of cases when pitches were off the plate. But you're moving the ball around. You're changing speeds. You're just a dead flat. We had a kid. I'll never, I'm not going to say his name. But growing up, he was like the king's poop. I mean, you couldn't hit him because he was always through so much harder than everybody else, and no one could catch up to him. Well, as we all got older and got better, he would throw the ball a little bit harder, but he never had any movement on the ball. I mean, and there's something to a flat fastball from release point, the catcher's mitt, it's a straight line to a guy who's got a little bit of tail on it or a slight, I don't want to call it a slider, but a slight tail the other way, like a fade pitch almost. It's harder to hit. So I think if you're Alex Rodriguez and you get a straight fastball, you're going to do what you – how about the home run A-Rod hit yesterday? Did you see that? I or, did not see that two, one. I'm sorry, Saturday ago, after yeah. the 3,000. I mean, you talk about just a rocket shot. I don't know. I don't know why these guys do it. You wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd do it. But In yeah. Little League, when I was in Little League, Jerry, the guys that could just throw a straight fastball fast over the plate, unhittable. That's what I'm talking in about. In Little League. Until you get older and you yeah. catch up to it. You know why? Because those kids matured faster. Like, those kids had hair under their armpits. And then pitching to me, I had no hair on any part of my body. That's what we're going with? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, those guys just smoke it in. I remember a kid, his last name was Peterson, man. That kid, he was a lefty. He would just throw smoke. And it was also good. This is something you should teach, uh, coach your kids in Little League once you get into fast pitching. We're getting there. Hit a guy or two. Make the next kid nervous. Here's the problem with your wonderful theory. If you hit two guys in an inning, you're done. Right, in an inning. So you go one an inning. Three per game. Oh, three a game. Yes. So you send the message early. And if they know the rule and they hit someone early, it's in their head now. I hit another guy, I'm out. Oh. So let's, how about, I'll do the coaching. Because I would get intimidated as a hitter if the pitcher drilled the guy in front there of me. Like, kids, holy mackerel. Yes, and there are a lot of kids that are afraid to get hit yeah. and will literally step out and swing. <laughs> and yet you feel bad for them, but I totally get, like, yeah. when you see these kids, you know, not that anybody cares all that much about this, but when you see these kids that are totally overmatched at 9, 10, 11 years old, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, you're right. 
Jerry, over the weekend, I had downloaded the Russell Simmons meditation app. Remember, he was on the show. Yes, it's I a do free remember. app. So that went well. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm giving this plug because it's free anyway. Yeah. And I did one of the med the 10 minute meditation, and it's a pretty much just breathing, and you go like this. Rum, 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 rum. Because that vibration that it makes. <laughs> you really sat in your house and did this. I did. I did. I should have, I should have periscoped this. <laughs> the next time I do, I, well, I need, I don't know how I could do that because I need. You got to do it right the right way. I need the iPhone for the meditation I'll, app. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. I will periscope it for you on your phone or my phone. I don't care whichever As I'm one. I'm running. Rum, rum, rum. And maybe rum. you can meditate after the show one day. Rum. Instead of leaving, take 10 do minutes a to do this meditating and we will yeah. video it. I will tell you this. I have tried meditating a lot of times and oftentimes I fall asleep. Which Russell Simmons, when he was in here off the air, I was asking about. He said, that's okay, as long as you're doing the meditation. But when you're doing the rum, 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 rum part, and you're actually doing it out loud, it does, he's right, the vibration of that, that that vibration and saying it keeps you more focused meditation. Either that or you break into a Beach Beach Boys song. (laughs) They did not sing rum, rum, rum. Who did that song? What is rum, rum, rum? You know what I'm talking about. I'll figure it out by the next podcast. All right. Like uh, ba 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 ba, but there was a uh, run, run run. I know I got to figure it out by tomorrow, but we will video this. All right. I just one. I will wrap it up. I know we got to go. Uh, my one question so would be though: What are you meditating for? Like, explain it's supposed to, to me. The stillness is supposed to calm your mind. Why are you not calm though? No, like, but I have anxiety over what? Just my own, my own everything. You just become an anxious person. So I was just. I'm an overthinker. I overthink everything. Everything. Yeah, so I mean, I did a 45-minute podcast on anxieties I have in bathrooms. So uh, that's what I mean. Like, I will, I, I overthink all those things. So I have anxiety. So my mind is constantly trying to predict things and thinking about those things. So you basically, You're, so my mind will do this. It will try to predict the future and play back the past as to what I could have done differently, no so matter every little of, thing. You are not of the mindset of what's done is done. No. Let's move forward and make it better. And that's what this is supposed to help you do. See, it's, it's weird. You professionally and you personally are two different people. You really are. Right. You're weird. Yes. That's odd. Because you take strange. control in there and yet you lose control out there. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And you're very confident in here. Yes. And out there, you're different. Right. You're a, you're a scientific study. <laughs> I certainly am, Jerry. When are we doing? When am I Wednesday. hosting your podcast? Wednesday, you're gonna this record. Wednesday. Done. Yeah. So tomorrow, Tuesday, I will post the interview I did with Chris Carlin, the excellent. which was terrific. I talked really to him the other day. He had a good time. Really good one. Uh, and then you and I will tape a podcast Wednesday that we'll put out a week from Love tomorrow. It. Looking forward to it. All right, cool, man. Do I your will... research, Jerry. I do not have a Wikipedia page, research. so I don't know where you're gonna get your research. How do you not research. have a Wikipedia page? I don't know. Someone made one of me. I don't know who did it. And every time I would get someone to change it, because there's a couple of things I don't like in it that really aren't accurate. So whoever created it goes back and changes it back. I had one years ago, and then Wikipedia literally said, this person is not well-known enough to have a Wikipedia page. And I felt really bad about myself. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I agree with that. So... All right, well, we'll work on that. We'll yes. get that back up. Um, you have a wonderful mon- two- Monday. 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 Yeah, Monday, I'll see you tomorrow. Say goodbye, you rude bastard. Oh, see ya. <laughs> it's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.